Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we talk about Google unleashing the bugs, the exciting new browser for Microsoft, as if that's a thing. We also talk about the super slim next MacBook Air and the surprisingly cool WebOS watch. It's an exciting episode of Don't Panic, and it's going to start for you right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 78, recorded January 12th, 2015. On fancy watches, new browsers, and fresh air. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this exciting edition of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I'm Sean Jennings, and I am joined, as always, by Colby Rabidou and Dan Miller. Guys, how are we doing today? We're not the something of something? I know. Did I throw you for a loop or what? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't see this has never happened before. I know. Can we be can we be the the nothing of everything or the everything of nothing? All right, all right. How, how about this? How about the the nobody and not a big deal of technology? <laughs> we'll be Rabbit and Dan Miller. Guys, you'll quickly forget. Dan Miller, Colby Rabbit. Yeah. The nobody and that guy who stood in the back of the room, Colby and Dan Miller. That that is, <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> Very good. What's up, guys? Uh, not much. Just uh, yeah, just I'm a uh, just yawning. I'm the same way. I am far gone. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I need some technology news to wake me up, like yeah. a nice, strong cup of coffee. You're working like too a, hard. And and a beer. And a, <laughs> and a beer. And some oh, ginger dude. ale. So, <laughs> it's not the coffee, beer, and ginger ale network, Sean. No, no, but that would have. I went with the really aggressive. When you call it coffee and beer, you you kind of get that level of expectation that I, I don't know if it can be met. <laughs> that we consistently go below <laughs> that we constantly <laughs> fail at. Yes, it should, it should be the ginger ale and hot tea network. Um, can we? I'm drinking. We talk hot about tea. something real quick. Speaking of ginger ale, yeah, absolutely. Seltzer. Who okay. here? Either of you drink seltzer? Just like as Seltzer's no, gross. Uh, I think there's seltzer in my fridge. Do you drink it? Or do you use uh, it to not... So I I personally I usually use it to like mix drinks. I like to put some seltzer in like my cranberry juice or my Okay, OJ. yeah. That's... Yep. Acceptable. Yeah. At work, everyone is addicted to seltzer. It's unbelievable. We have multiple seltzer machines now. Wow. They can wow. even buy the bottles of the cans fast enough <laughs> that's interesting and i don't so, understand why it's not even flavored seltzer sometimes it is but even when it is it's just like lightly flavored it's like the orange flavored water what was that old 90s water thing where fruit 2-0 fruit 2-0 it's like <laughs> how terrible was fruit 2-0 by the way but anyway you, you continue that stuff was nasty it's like barely even flavored at all what's the point i don't get it and People so, have told me that they like the feeling of the fizziness, that they just want water with fizz. And I, I hate the fizziness. The only reason I want fizz is if I also get, like, a super sugary, syrupy soda with it. Because that's, like, the price I pay for drinking the soda. Yeah. Otherwise, imagine how gross a soda would taste if it didn't have that other disgusting thing sort of distracting you from what was actually <laughs> so, think of like, so, okay. so, interestingly enough... Um, one of my friends from from California was like for a while he he was big on like diet soda and he was drinking a lot of diet soda at work 
and he decided like that was bad and he needed to stop and just like he was just drinking a lot so he was like god i have to go to the bathroom like all the time i have to stop doing this so he's like i know what i'll do i'll start drinking seltzer because i don't like the taste of it so i'll just drink less if all i drink is seltzer and then he started then he got really into seltzer like he after after he made himself drink it for like a week he was was, a terrible terrible strategy couldn't stop yeah (laughs) You're like you could just not drink it instead of drinking something terrible. I mean, I guess he's just thirsty, right? I mean, I mean, I think drink seltzer. Water. <laughs> Literally anything else. Yeah, and I, I also someone also said that, and I said like I drink if I'm thirsty, I drink water, and if I'm thirsty, I want to quench my thirst pretty much as soon as possible. Like if I'm thirsty, I'm not going to sit there and leisurely sip at anything. I'm going to down it until I'm not thirsty anymore. You and see, they didn't I understand think... that. They were like, you'll just chug a glass of water? I'm like, hell yeah. When I come into the office in the summer, the first thing I do is chug a glass of water. And I <laughs> fill it back up and bring it back to my desk. I'm not going to get a thing of seltzer that I have to sip at because my inside will explode if I chug it. Like, <laughs> See, I think like there are times when I am thirsty, right? Like coming in from outside during the summer. Like I'm thirsty or I just walked up all the stairs or something. I'm thirsty, right? <laughs> but that's like... That's not common, but like I do, I can't, I can't relate to the desire to have something to be like sipping on that is not like coffee or tea. Um, and and I also understand that some people are not into water. Like some people just don't like water, Ugh. which is weird. I don't, I don't, I I don't pretend to like. Agree. What would they have done a hundred years ago? What would they have done? They wouldn't have known any better. That's the problem. <laughs> they just wouldn't have known. That's. I mean, I feel like it's also, it probably, I like to think that it depends on, on what your water situation was growing up. Like, you could have lived in a town where the water tasted super gross, and you probably just got turned off to water. Whereas, like, I grew up, like, my parents have, like, a well, and our water tastes delightful. So, um, which is, I think, mostly a function of, like, just where our well is. I don't think everyone with a well has tasty water. And confirm that is not true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's, I see, I, I can see why, why you would drink silk. But to, we have to talk about news. Never mind. We'll <laughs> save this for another time. Oh, man. And I <laughs> the had, seltzer a, Dan, I had a non sequitur. Oh, we're not going to have. Can what we, is it? Is it do, good? Do you want. I promise you want I'll... me to keep talking about it? No, no, I, a different, oh. a different one. I can't handle the seltzer water conversation. It's too intense. <laughs> no, I just wanted to mention that I had a bit of a Twitter rant the other day, and I promised I'd mention it on the show because last week was the uh, seven-year anniversary of the original iPhone announcement. Mm. Wow! And so I went back and I rewatched the entire thing. I do recall seeing that. And I'll just briefly read what I wrote on Twitter. Um, I, I said, on the seven-year anniversary of the Steve Jobs iPhone announcement, uh, I went and rewatched the entire thing. It brought me to tears. I'll go more in-depth on Monday's Don't Panic show, but what an amazing moment in history that was. He promised us the world and delivered. People literally gasped in shock at Swipe to Unlock. And this was just seven years ago. <laughs> And the whole time, he stood up there with the biggest grin on his face being the boss he was. He knew what was coming before anyone else did. And then I got thrilled about Pinch to Zoom. Uh, and I said, it's also incredible how much Jobs talked about patents and protecting them. He knew 
everyone was going to want this tech. So uh, those were just some of my thoughts going through and rewatching that. But uh, I don't know. I, it made me a little emotional. I just wanted yeah, to mention I, that. And I, I recommend you, everyone go rewatch it. Have you watched it recently, Colby? I watched it a year ago, I think. Pretty recently, <laughs> I feel like. It's it's crazy. It's it's sort of just as exciting now as it as it was then. Uh which speaks to his uh, the style of his presentations and how and how cool it was. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I see. I don't think at the time. I don't think like I don't think I've ever watched it at all. Like at the time, I wasn't shot as as interested in that as I am as I am now. Because that that was when we were still in high school, right? Like seven years ago. Yeah. Yep. That was that was a while. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You could make a whole movie on just that announcement. I mean, it was just so perfect from end to end and it was just i am mr cynical and i think nothing changes the world but i kind of watch that and i almost feel like (laughs) he he said he was going to do it and finally for once someone i feel like he almost kind of did so that was my my recommendation go back and if you have an hour or so go back and rewatch it it's worth it um but we got to talk about current news right Would, would you say that's that's kind of the point of the show that's fair yeah, yeah, I yeah. I think we established the show as sort of a new show. I mean, it is episode 78, but that doesn't mean we can't change it and talk about seltzer <laughs> no. water for an hour. Uh, last, uh, were we threatening last week as our new show? I don't know. I'm sure I also started that conversation. I feel uh, like I start these conversations every week. Man, if only Dan was leaving for like a month. Uh, <laughs> no, so everyone out there, don'tpanic.io is our website. We do this Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, at Don't Panic Show on Twitter. Find us on all the platforms. Let's get into the news. Gentlemen, I ask you this every week, and I'm hoping this is the week you're prepared. What story would you like to talk about first? Uh, uh, the, next, next, blah, blah, blah. the next MacBook Air could be nuts. Yes, so let's talk about this. This is a report. Uh, that came out first on 9to5Mac, and uh, it kind of details what insiders claim the next version of the MacBook Air to look like. Now, most people would say, well, it's just, you know, maybe a little thinner or has that retina display we've all been hoping for, but instead it's going to be really fucking crazy. They are claiming (laughs) that at least the test version of the device has no ports except for two a headphone and USB type C reversible. And that is it. No no regular USB, no power, no display port, no thunderbolt. None of that. And because they've done that, you can make it irresponsibly thin. So, uh, I'll pull up here uh some renderings that they put together, uh and these are renderings based on what eyewitnesses claim to have seen. Uh, but it does give you some idea of just how thin this potentially 12-inch device could be. And here they, it is side-by-side side with the current version. Um, and it is noticeably thin. I think this device could be really insane um, should it come out. I mean, what do you guys think? Does this seem plausible? When I first heard this story, <clears throat> it's, it was in the context of like, oh, this, there's no way this is real. But to me, this is exactly the thing Apple would do. This, I knew it was real because of how pissed off people were. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to have my USB ports and my SD card slot and my, you know, this and my that. You don't need that. How often do us, like, and 
how what percentage of you using a computer during the day do you use any of those things that is impossible by this? Uh, if you, a lot of people use their laptops full time, even if you want to park this on a desk with a keyboard and external monitor, uh, it's probably possible with a, a docking connector. Yeah, USB Type-C yeah. not only provides power and standard USB connectivity, but you can also power displays through it. It's a really powerful port. Right. So you're you're missing out on the super high-performance Thunderbolt, but how many people use that? They don't even hardly make any peripherals for it. So I think this is exactly the kind of thing Apple would do. Just cut out all the features that not many people use, make it as thin and as long-lasting battery as possible. I... Just because of how strongly people reacted to it, I, I just knew that this would be a thing Apple would do. You could just picture it. You know, all the people reacting like, oh, this will never sell. But, you know, just like they said about the MacBook Air and the iPod. You know, that doesn't do enough. Wow, how could they possibly do this? So, it's going to be great. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of cool. However, no MagSafe cord. Yeah, that is like, the, that is the bummer. You're right. That would, I mean, that's to be honest, I think that's a deal breaker for me because that's like <laughs> that's my favorite part about Macs is that because <laughs> that's the thing that broke on every other laptop I've ever used or anyone I've ever known has used. That's that's what happened to their laptop is a fucking power port got fucked, mm-hmm. right? Like. I don't know, and like then their computer melted, and it's like soldered onto the motherboard. So like, if you have to replace it, you have to get like a new motherboard, and like, just crazy. Like, I don't know. That that would be sad. I think. I think that would be. Yeah. It would be sad to see that to see that go. Yep. I agree. But I don't know. I don't know. I guess the MagSafe got like. The what the last revision of it was kind of a downgrade, <laughs> a little less stable than it used to be. Yeah, I, I, how stable does it need to be though? No, I think it's fine. It's I I got used to it, but it was yeah. there was an adjustment period where I was. I feel like I spend less I spend less time using my laptop on my lap plugged in than I did when I was in college, and yeah. It's a huge bummer when it's less secure on your lap because your hand bumps it or you you know jam it into the couch or something like that. But if it's just on your desk or on the tray table on a plane and plugged in, yeah, it's yeah. not going anywhere. The tripping yeah, when thing, when people trip over it and it breaks, that is still a huge problem. Right. Right. I think that's pretty terrifying. I don't know. I've grown accustomed to being able to, to trip over my laptop cord without worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's about to change. Uh, maybe, <laughs> I mean, USB Type-C, I mean, I think it's really interesting. It could be really awesome if it's something that could get universal adoption. Thunderbolt was a Mac-only thing, and that kind of sucked for the whatever percent of the market that doesn't have a Mac, um, which is why it would surprise me to see Apple gung-ho and be one of the first manufacturers to embrace this, because they've never been ones to, whether it's you're talking Firewire or DisplayPort or uh, any of these technologies, they usually start with Apple and they stay with Apple. Yeah, so that's true. That would be my question. Would be, is Apple going to take the risk? Mind you, USB Type-C standards have just recently been finalized. Just mm-hmm. recently. 
Right. So this is untested. This is brand new. I think Apple Thunderbolt was a standard that just got finalized when they did it too. But they were the ones finalizing it. Yeah. Unlike this is USB is a big kind of group effort. Yeah. And do you think it could not be USB Type C? What if what if it was just the uh, Thunderbolt Micro? And now it's it has a magnetic thing, and it's Thunderbolt, and it's all these things. Can you? What if? I mean, I feel like if it was gonna be not this, it would be like the the iPhone cable, like the Lightning. Mm-hmm. But how much? The question is, how much information you can pump through that? I I don't know the detailed standards. I just know, at least when it comes to USB Type C. It's super speed USB, which is USB 3.1, which can do 4K and all that stuff. Um, but you can also pump 100 watts of power over a cable, as well as a full-fledged DisplayPort cable. So it's it's got a lot of power behind it. Uh, and it seems to be something that the industry really wants to embrace. So I, I don't know if the same is true for Thunderbolt, which is my question. I yeah. just... When I look at this, I see this as I guarantee Apple has one of these in a lab somewhere, but it will right. not get released. And I, I think Apple would like to release it. I, I don't think they're ready. I don't think consumers are ready. What do you plug into a USB 3.0 port? What do you plug into a computer? I mean, I feel mice? like... People don't use mice. Digital cameras. So you don't use digital cameras. They have their iPhone, and they never ever take their photos off of it ever. But Dan, what if you what if you need a spare think, cable? You can't even buy a spare cable. What so do you mean see, buy a spare cable. I think so. Here's my thing. I feel like people use <laughs> their USB ports for charging more than you would think they do. Oh, I no, I agree, and I did. Sure. Uh, but I, I feel I, like most people carry their chargers around just because they think that's what they need to do. In their purse or in their backpack, they got the USB cable and the wall wart all the time. Yeah, maybe. That could be. We should should do a survey. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Do a it. survey. Damn it, guys. And I, <laughs> I haven't done a survey yet. I know the MacBook Air has a, has its own kind of use case where it's not a heavy power user type. But I'm just saying if your power cable that's USB-C breaks... Nobody is going to sell you a replacement yet. Oh, well, I mean, Apple laptops have that problem already. But but, but I just I don't know if Apple's going to want to go whole hog on getting rid of every single port except for a brand new one that's never been tested on a mass scale. That does not sound like Apple to me. That that sounds exactly like Apple. Okay, All right, Dan. Here we go. Percent chance (laughs) this computer gets released. I don't know if this computer will get released, but I. If it did, I would not be surprised. Give, like, give, it, give it a percent. I, How percent likely is it? I don't know. I'd say it's 50-50, which is pretty good. Uh, that's <laughs> my percent chance. All right. Colby, what, what would you predict? So I think that this, 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 what we're looking at right now with the one USB port and nothing else is like, I don't think that's a lot. Like, May I'm gonna say thirty, but I wouldn't. I I would be less surprised to see. I mean, yes, I would be less surprised to see something like with that port and still have a MagSafe port. What if it was all USB Type C, but there are two USB Type C ports now? 
I don't see how that helps. Because I don't think it's the lack of ports. You can get you a hub can... if you really need a lot of ports. Sure. I mean, what is, what is it the lack of then for you, Sean? It's the lack of support in the broader accessory community. That's never stopped them with Firewire. You're right. Is, Firewire 800, come you're, on. You're right. I'm not going to disagree I with mean, that. I mean, is USB Type-C incompatible with, like, the other ends of USB, though? Like, You'd have to get a your... converter. It's like going from right. dirty pen to lightning. It's the same idea. I mean, I mean, we know we know Apple doesn't have a problem making people use converters, though. <laughs> like that's adapters. not the question. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Apple is actually just the company that manufactures dongles. That's what is that, is, that, <laughs> is that where all that profit comes from? <laughs> yeah, that's why they've been so successful. Smart. All these years. <laughs> Smart. They figured it out. Um. Yeah. I mean, I. I want them to do it. I think it's awesome. I would love to buy one of these. My prediction is uh, 15% chance they go exclusive on USB-C across all MacBook Airs. And I'm going to say 35% chance they release this alongside the existing line. So you'll have the option of MacBook Airs with all the ports or this 12-inch model. Sure. Because I do not see them replacing all of them. That would be... Why would you get the 12-inch model, then, with that kind of product lineup? Is it Super it Slim, longer? Super Light. Super Slim, Super Light, that's it? Fanless. I feel like it's cheap. I don't know. Do you is think it it'll cheaper? be cheap? Do you think this will be, be a cheap option or an be. expensive option? No, this could absolutely be a cheap option. Because, like, what's the cheapest MacBook you can buy now? I haven't looked at this in ages. I don't know. I haven't used it. Windows, you can get that at any price range. My God, they'll they'll, they'll give them away. <laughs> it's true. I saw one. Intel is doing a uh, while you're looking that up. Is doing a Windows dongle, so it's like a, a you know like a dongle that with HDMI on the end, and it's got an Intel processor and all the parts in it. It's a computer, and they lease it to you, <laughs> and then you can give it back when you're done. Oh yeah, I, I did see that. Um, all right, so I think the cheapest laptop you can get from Apple is the 11-inch Air, which is eight ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think I don't know. They'll Go drop ahead. that down to probably six ninety nine, seven fifty, and bring this new model in around eight fifty. What about the 13-inch MacBook Air then? That'll stay where it's, stay where it is. People people pay more for screen size. That's just I, that's just how they price these things. In the same way you price phones by gigabytes. Huh. But yes, that makes sense. What do we know, right? Jeez. Yeah. I think it's cool though. Not much. I would be. This is. I'd salivate over a product like this. I think that's awesome. But would that get you to switch to Mac, Sean? Oh man. <laughs> Although you know what, every single time they release new MacBooks, I I so want one for about four days, and then I get it. <laughs> so just hold me back from my credit card, please. <laughs> then you go back to your mediocre Windows. Excuse me, above <laughs> average Windows. Above like, average. All right. This what is, is a, average? This is a fine Acer Aspire V. The V stands wow. for wonderful. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's continue on because we've got more news. Another story you guys like to talk yeah. about? Otherwise, I'll pick one. Uh, <gasps> I don't know. Oh, you it took you too long. We're going to talk about Microsoft's new browser. Because yeah. I actually think this is exciting. And this is when we talk about, was it me who said 2014 was the big year for Microsoft in our year-end show? 
I think this is them continuing it. This is really neat. So we've had all kinds of leaks left and right about this new browser codenamed Spartan that Microsoft is planning on releasing alongside Windows 10, which is going to be announced at an event later this month. Um, And slowly, pictures and images of it have begun to leak across the internet. I'll put one up on the screen here now for you fans at home. Uh, It's a very uh, Windows 8 slash 10 style where it's very flat, that Metro look, although they don't call it Metro anymore, modern look. Um, (laughs) with kind of very simple lines, square elements. Um, But outside of that, it kind of looks like a browser. Um, What is interesting is that it will include digital inking support. So if you have a pen-enabled touch display like on a Surface, you'll be able to annotate on web pages and send them to people. Uh, You'll also have Cortana integration in the address bar and throughout the browser for uh, voice input and other types of input uh, as well there. Uh. That is mostly what we know about it so far. As I said, the press event is on January 21st. We'll have a better idea there of what uh, this browser means and what the new visual style is. My question to you, the fabulous panel here on Don't Panic. Can Spartan turn around the miserable failure that is Internet Explorer? And and I don't think that's a leading question. (laughs) I mean, I don't think the the current iteration of Internet Explorer is necessarily a miserable failure. Maybe you can speak. You Sean disagrees, so maybe like from a purely technical standpoint, like as a browser, it's not nearly as bad as the Internet Explorer. It's not nearly as frustrating as the Internet Explorer of years past. Um, I mean, there's still like differences, but I, I'm just as frustrate, frustrated by the like discrepancies in Firefox or WebKit that I, that I as I am with with the newest Internet Explorer. Um, but I don't know, like maybe they need maybe it's a good idea just from like purely marketing just to like drop. I don't know. Internet Explorer has a lot of like just gut reaction like, ooh no. So. <laughs> And like uh, obviously, I feel I feel like we think about it a little bit more than that, and we still say "ooh no." But like a lot of people, they just know like Internet Explorer is bad, so something else. Not bad. Isn't uh, Internet Explorer the the best browser to use on Windows Eight if you're using Touch? Yeah. Oh yeah, by far, by far. But who's using Touch on Windows Eight? Well, <laughs> but but no, you're right, and that's a really good point. And this looks to absolutely follow in those footsteps. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the Surface, it must be selling some of those, right? We've seen some couple people use them here and there. I, I've seen one or yeah, two. Yeah, I've seen them around. People, and to be honest, people, you know, and I'm sure you guys get the same thing. They know you're into technology, so they ask you questions about stuff. I've actually had a lot of people ask me about the Surface. And I think mm-hmm. that's just because they're constantly marketing it. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's the, the beauty of marketing. Yeah, it's effective. <laughs> like, like in the football. Oh my god! Oh my god! The official tablet of the National Football League <laughs> took the announcers about eight weeks to not call it an iPad, but <laughs> they eventually got it. Um, they stuck with it. Yeah, Colby. I think you're two points, Colby. I think you're exactly right. I think it is unequivocally a marketing issue. I think Air Explorer has such a bad name that it, it reminds me a lot. If you're familiar with the uh, old old airline TWA, 
from back in, I don't know, the 60s and the 70s. They had a horrific crash that killed a bunch of people, so they changed their name to Airtran. Um, and actually had success after their accident. Of course, Airtran also crashed a plane, and then they went out of business. But but let we won't hope that won't happen with this browser. Um, I absolutely think that a new name could really be helpful. The problem is we don't know if they're changing the name. This is code name Spartan. They could call it Internet Explorer 10 or whatever. So we don't know, and I pray they don't. The other thing is, yeah. Dan, you asked me about using uh, Internet Explorer and uh, the company I work for, which will remain nameless, uh, rec- <laughs> recently... Whoa, really? <laughs> rec- well, just listen okay. to past episodes. Everyone knows. It's all over okay. the internet. It's in my Twitter bio, for God's sakes. Um, <laughs> recently uh, removed access to non-Internet Explorer browsers on work computers. And I wanted to kill myself because it was <laughs> awful. I cannot stress. Like, it. It works, but it is just a pain. It does the performance isn't as good, the features aren't as good. It's just a pain, and I am so excited about this new browser. And it really disappoints me that we probably won't see it for another year. But uh, so my friend tweeted yesterday when the, all the football stuff was happening. Uh, Dudes holding paper notes in a segment sponsored by Microsoft Surface PNG. <laughs> yep. Apparently, these people are holding paper notes and they have this Microsoft Surface right in front of them. Uh, but at least they're not calling it an iPad anymore. No, they're learning quickly. And I guess they're well, they're learning. <laughs> How quickly is the question? <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I think uh, I, I'm excited actually. Microsoft's been on such a hot streak. They uh, Hopefully, can continue, and I'm excited for Windows 10 actually, because everything I've seen so far seems like a huge, seems like the Windows 7 to Vista, where you know 10 to 8, whereas 7 was to Vista. Oh, that is exciting! Colby's really excited. He's. <laughs> I get it. You guys are Windows guys, all right? Jeez, I no, get it. Oh. That's not why. That's not why at all. Yeah, I know. Um, what do you think they'll call it? Sp- I, I don't think they can keep calling it Spartan. No, is this the Internet Explorer name? For the new browser. Oh, they're not going to call it Internet Explorer? They might. They might. Well, Do you oh, they, they have should? to. Well, could they call it? No, I, I don't think they have to call it Internet Explorer. Oh. Bing Browser. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, it has... It See, I think, I think be, they, what if Firefox stopped calling itself Firefox? What well, would Firefox be the point? Firefox doesn't have a reputation problem. Firefox doesn't have an operating system either. Yes, Win- they do. Windows browser. <laughs> browser 10? You're not wrong. Uh, Sean, Netscape? I think... See, I think they have to get, get like, a modern name and stop calling it something with internet or browser I in agree. the title. I agree. Chrome, <laughs> like, Firefox, Opera... Right. Right. Yeah, I know. I do agree with you wholeheartedly. Maybe Spartan is the right name. Internet Explorer, you don't think that has a good reputation for actual Windows users? I don't know. I have no idea. Windows users who know better, yes. And and I think that's a growing number. Uh, Maybe you're right. I I mean, I feel like a lot of people just have that that old, that, um, you know, from like three or four years ago, like don't use this, use Chrome. Like someone who they trusted told them that, and that's what they do now. Like, 
Yeah. Internet Explorer is the fifth. Uh, sorry, Wikipedia is the fifth result when you search for Internet Explorer. And then followed by filehippo.com slash download Internet Explorer. Yeah, filehippo.com? downloads Internet Explorer? Yeah, like, that uh, in a browser. Like you're in Chrome and be like, man, I really need to download Internet Explorer. Um, oh, look at that. Uh, Internet, Internet Explorer, Explorer for 5 Unix. for Mac is my preferred, preferred browser. Well, you know, even better than that, Colby, is Internet Explorer for Unix 5. Last... Last updated 14 years ago. Wow. Sounds pretty secure. <laughs> hey, you never know. Maybe with Microsoft's new, like, you know, open to the world thing they have going on, they'll, like, release Internet Explorer for other platforms. Open source it? Yeah. Or, or uh, yeah, whatever what they, Internet Explorer. Yeah, what if they rename? What if they, what if, what if they go crazy with this? They rename it, and it's a whole new browser, and it's available on everything, and it integrates with your whatever. What is... What is the inter- the Microsoft Identity Service? It's just your Microsoft account. They don't have any kind of. It used it's not to be, well, it used live. To be, Remember, yeah, it was your live ID. Passport. It was your live ID for what? Your, your live passport. passport. Yes, yeah. that was awful. God, they <laughs> suck at branding. I'm sorry. They are Spartan is a cool name. Microsoft, please do not call it anything like Internet Explorer. Ah. <laughs> uh. Awesome. Yeah, I feel like their their names are just too literal to be cool sometimes. Are you telling me Word isn't literal? N- it is very literal. Name? I mean, I mean, the, yeah, I think Word is cool, but but those are like there was a point in time where that was like cool to be literal, but I don't know. But I feel like Cortana is kind of cool. And I don't know how people who have strong feelings about stuff like that feel about it, but I think it's kind of neat. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Well, keep. I think. Yeah. I I I'm gonna predict. I'm gonna go ahead and predict that 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 we'll see whatever the browser is called release on other platforms. It would be kind of neat. I agree. I agree, and I'm excited for this and for Windows 10. And you'll get the full coverage of the preview announcement on January 21st, right here on Don't Panic. I will make Colby and Dan talk about it. I promise. Um, let's continue. And my on. new goal for 2015 is to compile Internet Explorer for Unix on a modern Linux machine. <laughs> wow, Dan, something right. really shoot for. I'll, I'll see you in 2016. <laughs> All right, uh, we got to continue on, guys. Another story to talk about. Anything in here? I, I will pick one. Uh, 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 Too late. Damn it. Uh, I know you guys are big, big, big fans of WebOS. Oh, yeah. Loving WebOS. Well, there have been a rumor floating around for a while. LG, who owns WebOS, is putting it on their TVs. We talked about this last week. Um, May make a smartwatch running WebOS. Now, LG currently makes Android Wear smartwatches. You may know the uh, the G-Watch and the G-Watch-R. Um well, that rumor kind of half came true in a story I consider to be kind of strange. So, Audi is a big partner with uh, Google and LG and all this tech stuff. Well, LG's marketing person or CEO whatever, or whatever was on stage and kind of showed his watch a little bit. He was wearing a watch no one had seen before, running an operating system no one had seen before. Now, that could have been the end of it, except that all the Audi employees at CES also had one of those watches, and they were just showing them to journalists, when I'm assuming they probably shouldn't have. 
So this <laughs> isn't an official announcement. This is barely even a review. It's just some pictures of what WebOS on a smartwatch could look like. Uh, there is a great little video here I will play for you at home uh, to take a look at. But it is your state. Oh, no, I don't want to watch the ad for that crappy uh, hacker movie. Have you seen the previews for this? The one with uh, yes. Thor in it? Yes, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Looks um, can we do an episode? I'm still looking at this. Can we do an episode on ter- our, our favorite worst Microsoft products? <laughs> For example, favorite. I'm being reminded of Windows Genuine Advantage. Yes! Oh! <laughs> so terrible. Uh, anyways, LG Watch. Got some WebOS going on. Yeah, so it's it's a new operating system. We know almost nothing about it other than what it looks like and the fact that the watch has a built-in SIM card because it is listed as being connected via T-Mobile. Uh, we know that it has apps uh, and that it has a touch screen on it uh, as well. But that's pretty much all we know. Uh, what was most interesting to me, the one I want to talk about it, was it looks really awesome. Like, I think the interface actually looks pretty good for, yeah. what, it, for what it could be. And it seems very kind of fluid and responsive and... Uh, those who kind of played with it quickly said it was a very early version of the OS and blah, 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 all those disclaimers. But for what it was, it actually seemed kind of cool. I didn't know if you guys, yeah. if I was completely wrong, as I tend to be on things of style and substance. <laughs> I mean, I like this swooshy thing it does. It seems kind of neat. I didn't see, like, it didn't, I didn't see it do anything that I thought was particularly cool, though. I guess the the car thing is kind of neat, but also terrifying. Um, I'm looking through oh, the, the, the driving the car to you. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it drives on. the car to you. Yeah, one of the car yeah. companies. I'm pretty sure it was Audi. You push a button and the car it like never goes over five miles an hour, but it will back itself out of the parking spot and drive it to your location. So like if it's a parking, gr- cool. although I don't know about a multi level parking garage, but at least in a parking lot, it will yeah. drive it to you. That's some James Bond shit right there. It is. God, remember that when he like, was uh, with his phone? Which one is that? that uh, is that Tomorrow Never Dies? Probably. I always I get them so. mixed up, but that was awesome. Um Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm excited about this, mostly because there's an opportunity this could work multi platform, which is the one massive complaint I've had about all the Apple Watch and right. uh, Android Wear is I would buy an Android Wear watch if it worked with my iPhone, but I can't. So if this could be cross-platform and LG can make some really good software for it, I think that's a really cool opportunity. So I'm I'm excited. I think it's really kind of good looking. It's early, but certainly this appeals to me more than Android watch does. But yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, I trust the WebOS DNA with a watch interface more than I trust the Android DNA. Mm-hmm. So it was all, the card thing was always, it was great and it was simple, but I think it, that sort of design thought would work even better on a watch. Mm-hmm. Have you, I, I've never actually used WebOS in real life. I just thought I it think was. I, I think I used it once. I regret not, like, I yeah, that would have been your buying, ideal buying alternative. Screen. That would have been your ideal alternative hipster operating system. That, that would have been, been pretty cool. 
<laughs> I could have just built all my own apps because no one else was doing it. Well, now you can potentially do it with a watch. <laughs> so get excited about that. Uh, and, and good for LG because they seem to be taking their time to, to really get it right and they're not rushing it. So that's that's a very good thing. Indeed. So we don't have any other... Not, I was looking at this rundown. There was nothing from CES that was cool besides that grub-growing machine or whatever it was. <laughs> no, it was it was mostly kind of smaller companies, and it, there really wasn't... I mean, I looked through all the news, and there was nothing that grabbed my attention as stuff to talk about. I mean, I mean me too. I also I looked through it very you know, quickly every day, but again, yeah. <sighs> oh, well. It's always next year. There, hey, listen, I think we had a lot of good stuff at CES this year, to be honest. The, the, the washer the, the and the washer. car stuff. Oh, God. No. Yeah, uh, but the, the, <laughs> the car stuff this year was really cool. But the thing about the car, cars bug me when it comes to technology, and this is – I need, like, a, a graphic that says, like, Sean Jennings mini rant. Um, what, what really bugs me about the car technology is – a, they seem like, at least, they promise the same stuff every year. Like, we've been seeing, like, self-parking cars for a decade. No, really? We have? Mercedes have had them for at least five years. Self-parking cars. Yeah, the yeah, you can buy a self-parking self car. Ford has them. I mean, they're... What? Yeah, look, just like a park assist, and the, all the cars do them. Now, they won't drive all the way through a parking lot to you. That's new, but it's just an evolution on, a new, on an existing thing. I don't think that's revolutionary. The other problem I have with car technology is the wait time is so long. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. we saw Ford announced uh, their Sync 3, which is the newest version yeah. of their OS, yeah, that thing years in the making finally is getting to how long has sync been around finally getting to a place where it's decent. And then they also announced that they're going to allow motion graphics to be transmitted from your phone to the screen, allowing for like GPS type apps. Yeah, it's not going to be pushed until a software update next year. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's the that's Apple like... uh, car, Apple, Apple CarPlay yeah. uh, dream right there. That's the idea. But car that's another thing, CarPlay and Android Auto, not expected to be in cars until at least 2016, and it was announced last year. Like, yep. And it's only going to be in select, select, select models. That's what really... I want it now. I want it now. That's that's what really bothers me. I can get the double washer right now. I, I can go and get that. <laughs> I can't get the car. Can you actually stuff. go and get that right now, though? Uh, no, no, but I'm sure <laughs> it, it will be available. To, I'm, you know, it'll be available now, soon. They now, what about the, the grub growing sphere? The grub Can growing you... sphere? Uh, I will never get that. That will never be available if but... I had my way. <laughs> okay. it's just... But it's such a great source of protein. I'm over it. <laughs> over it. Uh, but yes, no, I there there were some cool stuff with cars, but it was uh, honestly... I was I was talking to a friend about the the grub growing thing and he pointed out that uh the market for bugs in the United States has actually been growing a lot year over year. Uh but you have to remember it's growing from nothing. Uh so like you seven can, people. You can go to restaurants. Seven hundred percent. Yeah. Right. You can go to restaurants in major cities that serve crickets and all this crazy stuff now. Right. But so, but I, I, yeah, I agree. This won't go anywhere. But maybe like fifty years from now, bugs will be like sushi, and <laughs> it could be bugs all the time. I mean, I mean, and I hate in, sushi. So, correct me if I'm wrong. In in like 
it is not uncommon in other places in the world that for to eat bugs like to eat that, that bugs are are a thing that they eat like as food not in a gross way yeah but a lot of places also never eat beef so right i mean it starts with the hipsters we'll see keep an eye on those fuckers starts in the hips (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, nice um dan yo we haven't talked about it on the show how are you liking your casper mattress it's great. I've been doing so much recreational sleeping. Uh, You're really, <laughs> really working it out. Yeah. Uh, no, I like it. Uh, it's a firmer mattress than I've ever had, but I think it's good. It, I, I've, I've been sleeping on my back more, which is a, a more healthy way to sleep, and I, I sleep better now. Uh, I can wake up more easily. Like your shoulder doesn't feel weird if you sleep on your side. It, uh, so for whatever reason, maybe it's just getting a new mattress and like I got shocked into changing my habits. But sleeping on my back, I, I really like it a lot. It's uh, a lot of squishy. It's hard but squishy. Like if you put your <laughs> elbow on it, it sinks right down. But when you're lying on it, it doesn't feel like it gives that much. Uh, it's cool. It sounds it's pretty sweet. I like it a lot. How Have you uh, solved your my Casper mattress is frozen into a solid piece of rock problem, Sean? No. No, I, no, I haven't. The real solution is move out of my mother's basement, but that, that's, that's on the docket for some point, but I, I'm surviving. My, my recommendation to, to the crowd out there, if you have a foam mattress, do not put it in an unheated space. It will solidify. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but no, that's good anyway. I, I wanted to ask how you were liking it, so. Yeah, and uh, someone at work, we uh, we got the same. We ended up with the same mattress, but he had the exquisite opportunity because he tried all the online mattresses. There's uh, Casper and there's a couple others, and they all have this return window. And there was a period of time where he had three, well, four mattresses in his room, counting <laughs> his old one. Wow. And he can just roll around on the ground on all these mattresses. It's a mattress That's store awesome. in your house. <laughs> yeah, super right. bed. Super bed to the max. Wow. Right. Yeah, it's like Bill Gates has the trampoline room. Forget that. Mattress room. A mattress room. I'd be in favor of that. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Well, maybe if we say enough nice things, they'll sponsor the show. Who knows? Probably. I was, was going to say, uh, is this a lead-in to our first sponsored ad for, for Casper? I will say, <laughs> speaking of both of these things, I have been getting incessant Casper ads on every website across the internet. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. The, this is the problem with this anonymous cookie-based advertising, is they don't know that I already have one. Dan, this might disappoint you to learn, but did you know that Caspis, Casper is the official mattress of the latest season of The Real World? <laughs> they all, they all, really? they all sleep on. So when they get in fights and throw mattresses, they're Casper mattresses, which means they're. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, I thought that was amusing. Um, wow! So, so they are. Yeah. Wow. We oh, there's a, a blog post about this and everything. Yeah, it's a, it's got to be a paid sponsorship. I can't imagine it. Seven attention-seeking, trash-talking, tequila shot-taking, twenty-somethings take on Chicago on the thirtieth season of the yeah. real. And this, <laughs> this season, 
Yeah. But you... most viewers don't realize that Casper is the real star of the show. This season, the cast will be passing out, waking up, and making out on Casper's. And each week, oh. we'll bring you the recap. You can't find anywhere else on the internet. Everything that happens in bed. It's like they took that stupid fortune cookie thing where you put in bed after it and just put it after their paragraph here. It's the world of content marketing, Dan. I don't even know. I've never even heard that word before. I don't like it. I don't like it, Sean. Content marketing? Take it away. No, everyone loves content marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, Alright, we are uh, out of time for news. Oh, oh, God. Took a dark turn. I know. Was 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 there a story we didn't get to that you wanted to run through quick, or are you ready to move on to picks? Let me see here. Uh the home kit stuff. I so I thought that. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't think there's anything really specific. The, the specific thing to say about home kit is that apparently, if you want to use your home kit devices when you're not at home with an iOS device, you need to have an Apple TV, uh, which will be the only. Like each each HomeKit device will not have Wi-Fi, so apparently, if you want to use HomeKit, you have to have an Apple TV in your house. Does that sound right, Sean? Sort of. Okay. Most HomeKit devices are not HomeKit only, so most of them do have Wi-Fi. Mm. The problem comes in when you're trying to use Apple's OS to communicate versus like uh, Philips's Hue app or right or the, the Nest app, right. So if you're using that, you don't need an Apple TV. But if you want to use like, oh, okay. Siri to control your devices, then you right. absolutely do need an Apple TV because that's sure. Apple's connectivity. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but I think there was a – and I think we were a little – a year behind in all of our predictions. There's a whole lot of Internet of Things, HomeKit stuff at CES this year. And I, I don't. there's nothing super exciting. But there, I don't think it will be super exciting things. I think it will just be the sheer volume where – uh, whenever you're buying a thing for your house, there's there isn't a HomeKit option. I think that's what's going to get it, mm-hmm. and I think we're getting there. Uh, and there's also a fair bit of VR stuff. I saw a couple Oculus competitors uh, debuting their products at CES. So we were just a year off in our predictions. It happens. It does. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I think I don't know. I might uh. I think we talked about this before, but I really want like Wi-Fi connected light switches for all the lights. Why not have Wi-Fi, have Wi-Fi connected light bulbs? Forget no, they the do switch. have. They do have them. No, right. the problem. So the problem is, I like. I don't know if you guys remember. Like, my apartment has like the a bunch of recessed lights in the main area, and I don't think like the your average Wi-Fi connected light bulb is gonna fit in the recessed lighting area. Um, and Sounds in addition, like you have an Arduino project. Well, no. <laughs> so the the thing, like, you can buy like the actual switches. I just have to get brave enough to like install the switches by myself. So that's that's my my. And how old is your building? Uh, I mean, the building is oldish, but our like the wiring apart- I hope is not too old. No, our apartment is is newly renovated, yeah. so I assume the the wiring is also new. I, I, don't, I don't want a I don't, police door and everything. Yeah, the magic eye. Yeah. yeah. I never. Oh, I never. I forgot to figure out what that actually is. How it works. <laughs> Mystery for another day. You've uh, got a long weekend uh, next weekend to figure it out, right? That's true. That's true. Yeah. Let's uh, let's do picks. 
Yeah. Uh, time. We didn't do picks last week, so we're carrying them over to this week. We've got some exciting things. I'm going to volunteer to go first because I can. Uh, I've got two picks. One is a real pick and one is a super quick pick. Uh, I am wearing my uh, Pigeon Cop t-shirt today. Are you guys a fan of Pigeon Cop? I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Pigeon Cop is the not at all that funny, but I find hilarious Twitter sensation. Uh, You can go to twitter.com slash pigeon cop. And it is exactly what it sounds like. It's just a cop and the punchline of every joke is the fact that it's a pigeon. Um, (laughs) So you, you may, you know, it involves jokes about breadcrumbs and pooping on cars and pigeon things, but I just think it's really funny, um, and I, I recommend you all follow it, because uh, it's funny. I think it's funny, anyway. Uh, cool. But my real pick, my real pick is a is a Windows utility, and I know how you guys are big fans of Windows utilities. Yeah. How many yep. times does this happen to you? You go to delete a file or move a file, and it says, cannot move this file, it's in use by another program. Don't you hate that? Mm-hmm. I hate that. But they don't tell you what the program is. And you're like, I know I've uh, closed Windows, everything. They don't know. No, it's... Oh, why? Does Mac actually do this correct? I have no... All right. Yeah, All right. it tells you which one's using it. That, <laughs> that was like a new... Uh, it was 10.7, I think, they introduced that. It's relatively new. Well, us Windows guys aren't as lucky. But there is an extra <laughs> utility you can download, and it's called LockHunter at LockHunter.com. It is absolutely free. You just... Download it, install it. It's a known utility, been around for a good number of years. And essentially, you right-click on a locked file. You say, click on what's locking this. It'll tell you you have the option to uh, shut down the program that's locking it, to uh, delete it on restart, uh, and a lot of different other options. It's way. It's one of those things that you don't use every day, but when you need it, you're really glad it's there. So lockhunter.com, a Windows utility to allow you access to locked files and folders. Um and close down those nasty programs that won't let you delete them or move them. So, pretty simple. I, 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 it's on my list of required Windows utilities. So, Brad, check it out. All right, who wants to go next? Me. All right, Dan Miller. Yeah. Uh, so, my pick is this thing called Duet Display. You can find it at duetdisplay.com. It is an iPad and iPhone and Mac app. Uh, and the iPhone, the, the iOS and the Mac app work together. So basically what it does is turn your iOS app into an external monitor. And it works really well. So you install the app on your Mac and you install the app on your iOS. You turn the app on on both. And then once they connect, suddenly your iOS device is an external display. And it works really well. Um, it works so well that I'm going to try I mean, I'm playing a video on my iPad as an external display, and it looks flawless from here. It probably looks laggy over there, uh, but it's really crazy. Uh, The lag is very, very slight. It works really well. There's some compression. Uh, You can turn the compression off, uh, but then things get a little laggier. Uh, It's just a really cool thing to have if you have a... uh, like, I often have a chat program open at work, and, and I go traveling sometimes for a month overseas, and I always miss my external monitor with my chat window off to the right, just because it's just nice to be able to have a visual, like, way of looking at it if there's new stuff there. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I can. I'll just take my iPad with me, plug it in the USB port. It also works over Wi-Fi, I think. Uh, and off you go. You have an external monitor. And it's really, it's really great on the iPad because the iPad has such a high-resolution display. Uh, it's, it's Retina. It works really well. Uh, so if you have a Retina iPad and you have the Retina display on your MacBook, it's awesome. So that's DuetDisplay.com. I think it costs $10 for the app. Um, wow, they don't make this easy. App Store. $15. I think it went up. Anyways, if you travel a lot, it's worth it to have your uh, iPad as an external monitor. Uh, it works with... Any iPad, as long as it's running the newest version of iOS, I think. iOS 7 or greater. Oh, iOS 7 or greater, not even the newest version of iOS. And also works on your iPhone, although I'm not sure why you'd want to do that. Uh, Colby, you can even use it as your only display on a Mac Mac Mini. That's a cool idea. Yeah. (laughs) Turn your Mac Mini into a laptop with the lid being an iPad. (laughs) Someone needs to 3D print. I love that. Just that. carry it around. <laughs> yeah, it would be about the size of an iPad of a like a 2000 era uh, laptop. Awesome. That's true. That's true. I like it. I like that idea. I have to. I have to look in, into it. Uh, cool. Duet nice. display. Thanks, Dan. You're welcome. Good stuff. Colby, you, you, you got a duo pick as well. So <laughs> my first pick is ginger beer, which is like, it's way better than ginger ale. And you can make great alcoholic beverages with it. And it also just tastes delightful on its own. There's also alcoholic ginger beer, which is even better. I've had that with Dan. Apparently, it's even better if you get it in Ireland. But it's true. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's why I like just quick public service public service announcement pick. In case you haven't been drinking ginger beer, you should probably get on that. Number two is an app. It's an iOS app called Workflow. Um, and so, so these are these are our residual picks from last week. I don't know if we went over that. And last week, I had heard about it, downloaded it, and I couldn't. I still hadn't figured out anything to do with it yet. Um, so basically, what it is is it's like it's a little bit like those um, kind of like learn to program environments where you do like the block programming, where you put things, put like blocks together to like build a program. That's basically what it does. It works like that, but it it's a collection of like discrete operations that can be done on your iPhone. So you can basically make these automated tasks that will run on your, on your iOS device. Um, and with those tasks, you can access them through, it has like an extension. So it comes up in the extensions panel um, or the action. I don't know what it's called. Um, and apparently I, I was just looking at their, their website and something I didn't know, you can, you can make your, your workflows into like, you can put like an icon on your home screen with them. Uh, that might just be an iOS eight thing. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. 
Um, but in any case, it's really neat, and there are all kinds of neat things. Like the tutorial was really cool. It like walks you, it it walks you through making an extension to make a GIF. So it basically like uses the camera and it has you take three pictures and then it makes a GIF and show previews the GIF for you and then like puts it in a text message. Um, and it was kind of, it, it was cool. It was really cool. I will admit like since then I've had trouble thinking of things to do with it. One thing I did really like is that, um, so I really, really, really don't like built-in Twitter tweeting interface on iOS. Um, it just, like, scares me because the only thing I ever want to use it for is to send a link, and I just find it terribly confusing. Um, and I also use TweetBot for my Twitter client on iOS, um, so I made an extension to share links and things to TweetBot, which cool. I thought that was decent. I've used it, like, one time. Um but other than that, I, I like haven't really used it, but it's only three dollars. So I think it's it's worth a shot if there's anything like that you do all the time. Like I feel like there are if I if I sat down and thought about it or I, I was like consciously thinking about it like throughout the day, like there are probably a few things that I do more than once that are annoying and that I could probably fix using this. Um and I just haven't done it yet, but I think the idea is really cool. And it seems like I would have thought that I wouldn't have thought there were so many things that an app like that could do on iOS, but there are actually more like more building blocks than you would think there are. So it's kind of neat. Check it out. Cool. Workflow.is two ninety nine on your local application store. Fun stuff. All right. Well, that wraps us up. That is it. That's all she wrote. Very good. Uh, We appreciate all you out there for joining us. This is Don't Panic every Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, uh, 7 p.m. Pacific. On our website, don'tpanic.io, there you'll get links to past, current, future, all the episodes, audio, video, and links to our social media accounts and all the places our accounts are hosted, including our own custom RSS link. Uh, It's all there at our website. I have something to tease. Whoa. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. It's been nine months, but Coffee and Beer is ready to launch its next show. Boom! Off to the stars. Whoa! Whoa. And I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Ah. <laughs> ah see, this is the tease. We're te- taping our first episodes this weekend, uh, and we'll probably go live with it in about three weeks. So I'll tease it on the next couple. Don't panic. But coffeeandbeer.tv, look for it. It's coming soon. You'll hear about it here on Don't Panic, but it's exciting. And hopefully these guys will guest at some point. So we'll see if they're when they're not gallivanting around the world. Anything <laughs> could happen. Anything could happen. Uh, very good, gentlemen. How, how's next week sound? Uh, what do you mean? For to, Don't to do Panic? another one of these, yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I'll be there. Our, I think that's Ooh, a plan. Geez. All right, well, uh, that's it for tonight. We'll see that? y'all next week. Yeah, I know. You know where to find us. We'll be there. Uh, We hope you will, too. This has been Dope Panic. We'll see you next week. Good night.